0: Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us,
1: even eternal life. Now, if you are currently a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the sent Messiah for the Jews and the Savior of the whole world, this is the promise. You are the temple of the living God.
0: Get ready to discover the eternal promises God has for you. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host... Jeff Tobler.
1: Well, thank you Scott. Welcome to Eternal Promises Radio Show. I'm your host, Jeff Tobler. I want to personally thank you for joining the broadcast today. And I want to remind you of the eternal promise of eternal life. It's for everyone who believes and lives for the Lord Jesus Christ because this is the promise God has promised us, even eternal life. Now that's from 1 John 2:25 and Our second foundational verse of this ministry is because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. That's 2 Corinthians 1.20. Now today, we're going to be focusing on the amazing, but sometimes misunderstood, eternal promise that says this, You are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's 2 Corinthians 6, 16. For you are the temple of the living God. Well, by the end of this broadcast, you will discover clear insights and understandings on the role of God's Old Covenant temple, where God ultimately dwells, and what it means when the word says that we're the temple of the living God. To be clear, this is a conditional promise which is to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not currently a wholehearted Christian walking in an obedient love-faith relationship with Jesus, I encourage you to lay hold of eternal life by laying hold of Jesus by faith and holding fast to Jesus and his teachings. Now, if you are currently a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the sent Messiah for the Jews and the Savior of the whole world, this is the promise. You are the temple of the living God. This is from Second Corinthians 6.16. But this eternal promise is, is repeated throughout the New Testament and promised and alluded to throughout the Old Testament. For instance, Paul writes to the believers in Corinth uh, this very fact. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? That's First Corinthians 3.16. A few chapters later, he writes, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? That's 1 Corinthians 6.19. Well, why is Paul writing this? Why is What is he driving at? Thankfully, he gives us the answer by saying, For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. In other words, since we are God's temple, meaning he dwells inside of us, in our bodies, we should now be using our bodies, heart, mind, soul, and strength to do those things which please and honor God. We are his, and he is ours. Therefore, we should make every effort to live a life that pleases God, rather than grieves the Holy Spirit. Well, Before we get too far into this amazing eternal promise that believers actually are the temple of the living God, let's step back to examine the origins of this concept, directed by God for the good of his people. What was the role of the temple found in the Old Covenant? Well, anyone familiar with the Old Testament or the Jews has some understanding of Solomon's temple, or later Herod's temple. Now, to be accurate... This notion of God's temple goes back even further to the instructions given Moses to build a tabernacle in the wilderness. This tabernacle was portable. It was made of poles and animal skins along with other materials. Whereas the temple, we read about later, was actually primarily made of stone and covered in gold and other precious commodities. But the result was the same. These dwelling places of God were instituted as a place where God would meet with the people. Notably, the priests on behalf of God's people, and where ritual cleansing would take place and sacrifice and offering for past sins committed would take place. At that time, God instituted the sacrificial law to be carried out in the tabernacle and later the temple. Now, these laws showed the people that their sins needed to be atoned for by the shedding of blood, that is, the sacrifice or killing of an animal so that the guilty party, those people who had sinned and now repented, could be free from the penalty of death. Something had to die in place of the one who would live. The writer of Hebrews says it in this way, According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. The voice translates it this way, Under the law, It's almost the case that everything is purified in connection with blood. Without the shedding of blood, sin cannot be forgiven. Well, the tabernacle provides a rich study into the types and shadows that ultimately pointed to the rich substance found in their fulfillment, who is Jesus Christ. You see, we tabernacle with God when we enter into an abiding relationship with Jesus, And we have our sins forgiven because of the sacrifice of sins that Jesus paid for by his blood being shed in our place. The guiltless for the guilty. Jesus was guiltless. We are guilty he died in our place. And the temple and laws pointed his people and future generations to the coming Christ, that Jesus of Nazareth. The temple served to teach about the atoning blood of Jesus Christ as the only sacrifice for all sin. The temple taught the people that God wanted to be their God and that he was looking for a people who would gratefully and lovingly serve in the greatest temple there ever was. One not made on this earth, but made without hands. Well, that's going to lead us to the second point. Where does God really dwell? Well, there is no denying that there was once a physical tabernacle and temple under the Old Covenant, and that tabernacle and temple was instituted by God. But after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus revealed the heavenly tabernacle and temple not made with hands, and he inaugurated earthly worship in this heavenly tabernacle By focusing on relationship rather than on real estate. He focused on love rather than location. Jesus alludes to it in John chapter 2, starting at verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It's taken 46 years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking. Of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Look at what the Old Testament prophet Isaiah declares For thus says the high and lofty one, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy I dwell in the high and holy place. With him who has a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. No, we can't build any tabernacle or temple on this earth now or in the future that God will accept as his true temple, because he has already made one in Jesus' death and resurrection and in his church, individually and corporately, which leads us to the third point which we will cover in a moment but that is that believers are the legitimate temple of the living god
0: jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts
2: do you have troubles sharing the gospel Is it difficult to find the right time to discuss the hope that lies within you? We understand. And to help you share the gospel, we've produced stunning, smart, and thought-provoking gospel tracts, such as the Taste and See Bread of Life tract, that teases a free lifetime supply perfect for coffee shops, bakeries, and cafes, or Get Our Boo tract for Halloween that tells of the coming true Fright Night story. We even have our Close Encounter tract for those Area 51 folks that answers the question, are we alone? That and much more to help you share the eternal promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Go to eternalpromises.org resources to order your tracks today and get the good news of Jesus Christ into the hands and hearts of others. That's eternalpromises.org resources.
0: To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free. Triple eight eighty eight 88 love god That's triple eight eighty eight 88 love god
1: And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, thank you, Scott. This is Jeff Tobler, and we are focusing on the eternal promises that states believers are the temple of the living God. And we just got done quoting out of John 2, verse 19, where Jesus says this amazing statement. He says, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And the Jews objected, saying, well, it's taken 46 years to build this temple. The Jews were not getting what he was saying, because he was clearly speaking about the temple of his body. And it goes on to say that when he had risen from the dead, when Jesus had actually risen from the dead with a glorified body, his disciples remembered what he had said, and they believed him. Now, this is just awesome news, but it is difficult to wrap our head around at times. You see, the old worship patterns were based off many physical patterns and earthly examples, and those were meant to lead us into the worship of God in spirit and in truth. God has always wanted us to worship Him in spirit. He has always wanted us to serve Him at all times and in all places out of a pure, tender heart of love toward Him and toward others. In other words, Jesus' whole ministry is about opening our eyes to who God is, what his will for us is, and what true worship looks like. The Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, but rather in people who confess their sinfulness, their brokenness, and accept the forgiveness that God is offering, and accept a new life in Christ, those who start loving and obeying Jesus.
0: You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. This is a listener-supported broadcast, and your prayers and financial support are appreciated. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888 love god That's 888 love god